Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Hey everybody, good morning to you and yours. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the 20th day of January 2023. My name is Nick, there's Big J right over there. Yeah! Made it to the ass end of another week. Hopefully it was a decent one for you. And in a lot of cases, I hope it was a short one for you as well. And maybe you didn't have to go to work on Monday, and now it's Friday, and you're like, man, it was a short week. Feels good. <laughs> Is that what it's like for you? No. Oh, why? No, why not? Because at some point, you got to make up for that day's stuff. Yes, that is true. Uh, especially if you have any kind of responsibilities. Having an extra day off just means you got to double up on work one day yeah. or spread it out over Whether several. it be before uh, the holiday or after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always something is really yeah. what it boils down to. Uh, but hopefully uh, that's not the case for you, and you're enjoying your Friday a little bit, and you've got some nice weekend plans. Anything going on in your world, Big J? Um, no, other than uh, some playoff action. I don't think there's anything uh, too crazy. Got a live broadcast here this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to be? At uh, the Expo Idaho for Dennis Stone's 39th Annual Expo Idaho Sale. Sounds like fun. Uh, four to six is that live broadcast today, so if you want to swing on by Expo Idaho on your way home from work, that certainly wouldn't be upsetting to anybody, including Big J. We'll have some stuff to give away. While he's out there broadcasting live, and maybe you drive away in a brand new vehicle. We'll also have an opportunity to talk lounge at the end of the universe today. We've got some concert tickets that we would like to give away to you, and all sorts of cool things. Big J's got a song that'll pump you up for a Friday morning, at least we're hoping. We got some cool music news on the way this morning, so all sorts of cool stuff is happening on this Friday. At least that's the goal. We'll see if we can achieve it, but we also play music on the program. Let's start with some Foo Fighters. This is Everlong here on The Morning After on the X Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. The Boise Green Belt, Big J. I'm sure you've heard of it, yes? Oh, yeah, of course, man. Maybe in your long and story time here, you've even taken a stroll or two down it. I don't know. But uh, many people have. They've hiked down it. It is certainly a great place for exercise. Uh, people take their pets on it. But it's probably a good idea if that is something of a regular occurrence for you to know that they're shutting it down for a little bit. Not all of it, but they are closing down the Green Bell from Old Timer Shelter in Ann Morrison Park to about the 9th Street Pedestrian Bridge. That's going to begin on Monday because they're doing some construction. Uh, Boise Parks and Recreation is adding some pedestrian lighting along the area to help improve visibility and safety in that particular stretch. So they do expect that to be completed in March, barring any industry delays, but a detour over the Pioneer Bridge in Ann Morrison Park and the South 8th Street Bridge will be signed up for users in the meantime, but it's going to be a couple of months before they get that part of the Greenbelt back open and up, and I suppose more safety and visibility is an important thing. Yeah. And so just know that if that's a route that you normally take, you're going to be a little bit detoured in your Greenbelt. It's not like they're going to leave you abandoned at this particular thing and it's just closed. They're just kind of rerouting you for a different spot for a little while, but that's going to begin on Monday. So if that's part of your daily walk, keep that in mind. Big J playoff action this weekend. Let's go through and have Big J announce the winners. First early game, Jacksonville, Kansas City. 
Kansas City. 2.30 p.m. on uh, NBC and Peacock on Saturday if you want to watch that. The late night game is on Fox. It's Giants at Eagles. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go upset here. I'm gonna go Giants. The early Sunday game is the Bengals at the Buffalo Bills. That's a that's a one o'clock kickoff on CBS. I'm gonna go Bengals. And in the divisional round, the late night round, it is Cowboys 49ers. That's a 4:30 kickoff on Fox. Yeah, Niners. Uh, do you like that in a laugher, Big J? I don't know about a laugher. All right. But you've got two home teams and two road teams winning the games this weekend. I know. I'm all over the place. Uh, no, I mean, it's pretty even, actually. But uh, I like some of these picks. We'll see if it all comes to fruition. It's all happening uh, beginning tomorrow on your NFL playoff locator, however you want to knock that down via streaming or actual uh, over-the-air broadcast. But they're all on you know, over-the-air broadcast television if you want to watch them. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are making some changes. They have fired no fewer than six coaches in the wake of this week's loss to the Cowboys in the NFC wildcard round. Three other coaches decided to retire, so if you're keeping track, that's nine coaches for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that will no longer be there. Not a great season for the Bucs. The team averaged 18.4 points per game, finished the regular season 8-9. and nine. Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator who is just as early as last year, Big J. This year, they were talking about him being a finalist for about three head coaching jobs, and now he doesn't even have an offensive coordinator job anymore. Uh, So that's how you want to strike when the iron's hot when you're a coach. I'll tell you what. Uh, And he may not work out, but uh, things are not long for this world if you do not do well for one season. I mean, just don't forget, two years ago, they were Super Bowl winners, and now nine coaches have been fired from that particular staff. So uh, I think some pretty makeshift changes are en route. Of course, they don't know what Tom Brady's going to do either. So there's a lot of things up in the air for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for sure. Big J, are you interested in any way, shape, or form in Tron 3? Sure, why not, man? Uh, Did you like Tron Legacy? It was okay. I did not I enjoy I didn't it, see it I didn't see it really how it kind of followed up the whole ideas of the original Tron very uh, well. But. Other than Jeff Bridges being in it. Yeah, exactly. And it being the, the I guess, architect at this point. Uh, but Tron 3, apparently moving forward with Disney, uh, Jared Leto is going to take over as the star of this particular franchise. And I'll say this. There's another guy that kind of needs a win. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, yeah. Jared Leto has, uh, has not done well uh, with his choices or with his even, roles. Yeah, but even, I mean, he was good in House of Gucci. That wasn't his fault. Right, but he also, like, I you mean, know, everybody made fun of his performance. I think he's was, the only guy that did, like, a cartoon Mario accent in the entire... Didn't sound anything like the guy that he was trying to portray. He just did a really weird choice. But that's his thing. I mean, he not only House of Gucci, but don't forget that Morpheus was a gigantic bomb that you refused to see, even. That's how bad it is. Because he told me not to well, see. It's got awful. And then, of course, there's also, uh, you know, the fact that uh, he's coming off of The Joker. That wasn't a great run. Uh, he did that uh, movie with Denzel Washington that nobody cared about. I mean, ever since winning the Oscar, it's been a rough, rough go for Jared Leto. And I'm not sure Tron 3 is the answer, for being perfectly honest. Or uh, is it? Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll find Might out. Be. But uh, 2010 was the last time that uh, Tron Legacy was in theaters, and it did not do well there either. The first Tron, of course, came out in the 80s. This one's going to be called Tron Ares. Does that make any sense? Ares, no. Uh, we do know that Yakim Rocking is in talks to direct the script from Jesse Wigatu, so whoever those people are are also involved in it. But apparently they're making a third Tron movie, whether you like it or not. 
with some Metallica news for you coming up next hour in important stuff. That's Lux Eterna here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, would you describe yourself as having a good palate? Uh, no. no. No? You can't, like, differentiate between... I am a basic between... white dude. <laughs> There's no, like, uh, breaking down of ingredients or anything inside that palate? No. Uh, because I feel like I have the same thing. I am not. I do not have a very good palate. I've told you before on multiple occasions that, uh, to me, just because the way I grew up, I, I can't tell the difference between Miracle Whip and mayonnaise. Oh, That's just you the can't way... tell the difference? No, they taste the All same. Right, I take back what I said. I might have a palate that uh, I can definitely tell the difference between those two. But there's another thing that's out there that I cannot tell the difference to that many people can, and it's getting some attention because of Milwaukee Bucks head coach Mike Budenholzer. You know who that is, yes, Big J? Well, no, I uh, don't, He is the head coach of the uh, NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks. He And after every game, you know that coaches do press conferences, right? Yeah, of course. And so he had a press conference moment go viral this week because he he took a drink of water, Big J. Uh, he was taking a uh, drink of water at the press conference after the Bucks lost on the road to the Miami Heat, and he took a swig from a bottle of Dasani, bottled water. And by the look on his face, you could tell this man hates the way Dasani tastes. He shook his head no and, like, essentially gave it to a staff member and asked for another bottle of water because he hates Dasani water. Now, that moment was caught on video. It was tweeted by a bunch of Bucks fan accounts. Everybody loved the fact that uh, that Mike did not enjoy the Dasani water. And that led to a bunch of people complaining about Dasani water and how it tastes. And that he's right. It's like the grossest water out there, etc., etc. And again, to me, I cannot tell the difference between Dasani and Arrowhead and, you know, any of the other waters that are out there. All water filtered uh, tastes the same to me, like water. And there's not much taste to it. And I don't know if it's because I have a bad palate or because you can differentiate the taste between different bottled waters. Is that a thing? No, yeah, it's it's a thing. Some of them do taste different. What tastes different to you? Uh, the water. It just tastes no. different. <laughs> I mean, like, what brands have a different taste to you? Oh, um, I don't know. I haven't, like, marked them down. Oh. I just know I'm like, uh, this taste, this doesn't taste this great as I, I you know wish it did I mean I know there's there's flavored water and there's things like that that of course has a flavor to it but when we're talking about just regular water I can't tell the difference Here you give, I'll give you a perfect example like if you said in front of me uh, uh, I, I mean I, I can at least tell you when I do drink a bottle of water I'm like oh man this is the one I lean towards because I do like the way it, t- it just tastes so refreshing and that would be Fuji water Fuji water you like um, love it or smart water but yeah I think some of them do have a different kind of taste going and I, I choose not to get those I can't I can't figure that which do you know which ones those are I mean I would I would probably I would put Dasani up there and maybe some of uh, the other ones like um, I can't think of the names in the moment but yeah Arrowhead I, I mean I guess uh, there are there is some certain differences but I, yeah, I don't have I don't I have a, enough uh, of a of a featured palette in order Listen, to pick up those. If you can't tell the difference between mayonnaise and Miracle Whip, <laughs> right. yeah, you do. No. There is a palette problem. There's something going on there. You're right. Some disconnect and that's, that's pre-COVID. Uh, yes, it absolutely is. It's ever since I was a kid. I, as a matter of fact, because it was we were a Miracle Whip house growing up. Now I, I mean, to be fair, I haven't bought Miracle Whip in forever. So no, I, there's that. I think that that's weird because when I was a kid too, it was Miracle Whip. But, I didn't know there was anything right. else. Right, and so on all sandwiches i just thought miracle whip was mayonnaise and so i think i make that connection in my head still even though i haven't had stuff in a bunch of now, in a bunch of years. now i can't imagine buying a thing of miracle whip no i, I can't either can't. I, I mean i'm a mayonnaise is in my house i've never i i cannot remember the last time i bought miracle whip either but i know i've got some problems going on but just know that if you think dasani water tastes weird 
you certainly aren't alone. I guess Big J thinks so as well. Morning After with Nick and Big J, the What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day on the way here on the x Rocks. That is Tool, that is Sober here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Every Friday morning, Big J picks out a song handpicked for you to kick off your Friday morning in the right way. We find out the what, we hear it, and then we find out the why. What song is the song of the day today, Big J? little Chris Cornell solo action of the song called You Know My Name. I remember right, this is from the movie. Enjoy it, TX Rocks. Here's Big J's What You Gonna Do Fire Me song of the day, You Know My Name by Chris Cornell. Why are you playing that song, Big J? Yeah, I caught uh, a documentary on uh, Amazon Prime the other night. I just was flipping through and uh, saw this, The Sound of 007 documentary. And it's really, uh, really cool and amazing because I'm a huge soundtrack fan. And obviously, I'm a big Bond fan and I love the music. But uh, finding out how it all comes together and how John Barry, who came up with the Bond theme, really changed uh, theme music and music and movies really uh, all together way back in the 60s and how, you know, at the time, um, movies didn't carry through a theme through a movie. Um, no, I, now that you're saying that, I mean, it's really iconic that that, that character had a theme back then that stuck in yeah, the main throughout. Yeah, I mean, not only the character, but the movie as well. Right. And it was just kind of an amazing thing, so I really got into it. And it was really cool. And Hans Zimmer is one of my favorite composers, and uh, he obviously was a part of the last movie, uh, No Time to Die. And uh, it was just great to see all that come together. And there's been, you know, it's such a great, th- uh, uh, an amazing honor for an artist to get the chance to do a James Bond theme. And one of my favorites is, is Chris Cornell, obviously. But who did the last one? Billy Eilish. Okay. And who is your least favorite James Bond theme? My least there, there's some favorite? stuff in the eighties that is questionable. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, those songs were weren't were real bad. I mean, some of that was more the movies, but I think uh I think Moby might be God, which one was that? Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh no. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I don't. Uh, he was part of the soundtrack, but then also I think Cheryl Crow uh, did did that song as well. So there was a couple in there, and you know, some of the other the movies that aren't as successful. You forget, but there, there's some also you forget about songs like Garbage, Garbage Shirley Manson. Yeah, you know, she she took part. Uh, it was really cool because she was a part of this documentary, and uh, <laughs> Butch Vig and I, I don't for, I forget who the other person in, in Garbage is, but they're both they're all three of them are there. And she's the only one who talks they don't say anything that's right it's nice of her to ask them to be there for that <laughs> well uh people know who they want to hear yeah morning after with nick and big j coming up in a few short minutes some important stuff hold tight for that on the morning after with nick and big j well big j we told you yesterday about some layoffs in the tech and internet companies across the country and more of that is coming well You wonder why there's a little bit lack of loyalty today in today's work environment. And maybe because it goes a little bit both ways, as there have been some newspapers that got a hold of the way that about 18,000 people were laid off from Amazon yesterday, Big J. And let's just say cold would be a good way to describe it. Uh, Essentially, uh, when they woke up to their work email, uh, they got a... uh, two-sentence letter that said, quote, unfortunately, your role has been eliminated. You're no longer to require any or perform any work on Amazon's behalf effective immediately. And that's how 18,000 people were fired via email uh, with no connection and just told not to show up to work. And that's the way that it goes. And so that's not exactly great. I'm not sure there's a good way to get fired, as it were, Big Yeah. 
but it feels like that's one where it's like you wonder why people have animosity towards places and i'm guessing that's probably why uh there's not a lot of personal connection it's a little bit too detached and then when things happen like this nobody likes this news but to get it in that cold and a heartless way it feels like it hits a little bit different if that makes sense absolutely yeah so uh to those that are dealing with that very very sorry that's not a good email to get hopefully there's a little bit more personnel involved in this situation but it doesn't appear to be that way because 18,000 emails went out yesterday from amazon that was exactly like that so not great not great so keep an eye out on things and if you're in that particular field watch out man we feel for you we got uh, the divisional playoff round coming up this weekend. Big J. Jacksonville, Kansas City kicks things off tomorrow afternoon at 2.30 on NBC. Giants, Eagles, the nightcap tomorrow night. And then Sunday, Bengals, Buffalo Bills, Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers. The final playoff game of the weekend on Sunday night on Fox. 4.30 kickoff for that. NFL finally realized its all Pro Bowl All-Star game had become completely dull and has switched things up to make it a little bit more fan-friendly. And one of the changes is that instead of a regular game where lots of players opt out to avoid injury and nobody really tries hard, there will be a 7-on-7 flag football team. And instead of choosing captains from the players, they're going into the world of popular culture, Big J, and they named the captains for the teams. Pete Davidson and Snoop Dogg, Big J. Snoop Dogg. Pete will lead the NFC squad and Snoop will head up the AFC team. How do you feel about Pete Davidson leading some of your San Francisco 49ers? What an idiot. There's no word on exactly what their duties will be, but they'll be working alongside head coaches Peyton and Eli Manning. Uh, Of course, Pete grew up on Staten Island. He's a big Giants fan. And Snoop Dogg grew up in California. He is, I think he's a, uh, uh, what is he? He was a Raiders fan, right? Yeah, I think he's a fan of whatever program or team wants him to come and do something. Because I know he's a USC fan. That much uh, he has stayed consistent with. But I think it's gone from like Raiders and he'll bounce around a little bit from time to time. The Pro Bowl, which will also include a bunch of skills competitions, will air on ESPN on February the 5th, if you're looking forward to that. Big day yesterday. If you're a Metallica fan, they released a brand new song by surprise called Screaming Suicide. It's a second single from the band's upcoming album, 72 Seasons, which is coming out on April 14th. James Hetfield said Screaming Suicide addresses the taboo word of suicide, the intention to communicate about the darkness we feel inside, and it's ridiculous to think that we should deny that we have these thoughts. At one point or another, I believe most people have thought about it. To face it is to speak the unspoken. It's a human experience. We should be able to talk about it. You are not alone. So it's a nice, amazing song that's got a really good, positive message. And I, for one, Big J, think it's pretty good. God, I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. I think it's a very good insight into how this album is going to come together. Together, obviously, between uh, you know Lux Eterna and this song, it's a very aggressive, very you know riffy record, and I think that is something that you need to be prepared for for 72 seasons. But I think it's a really, really, really good song. Only streaming right now. That's where you can find it. They have released a video for it yesterday, uh, around two o'clock yesterday afternoon. So you can go check it out online if you want to hear some new Metallica. It is not bad at all. Oh, man, we're going to hell. What the hell is this? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We head to Monterey, Mexico for today's We're Going to Hell story. And if there's one thing you should know, probably not a good idea to legitimately and consciously cross God, Big J. Agree or disagree? Yeah. Because the Bible itself will tell you the Lord is a jealous and vengeful God and will strike down his enemies. And that is actually in the Bible. Old Testament, 
<laughs> but Old Testament, okay. And, and so you need to know that he is not messing around. And sometimes his judgment is swift, and it is basically unrepenting. As we go to Monterey, Mexico for the story, it begins in downtown Monterey, Mexico. There, there is a church, Big J, called Christ the King Parish, and it's a very big church in downtown Monterey. And it's got some very beautiful sculptures of a bunch of angels and a bunch of different things on the outside, as some churches tend to do. And after a night of drinking on January 14th, Carlos Alfonso decided, you know what? I want to take one of these statues home with me, understand? Yeah. So he, it's pitch black, it's about 2 o'clock in the morning, and he jumps over the fence in front of the church entrance, he breaks a glass door into the church, and then enters the church. So he has broken into God's house already, we can understand this, right? And what he decides to do is he decides to leave with a pretty decent sized statue, it's about 3 feet high, of St. Michael the Archangel, Big J. And uh, this uh, this statue, as I'm looking at a picture, very, very detailed. It's a beautiful statue, and this guy apparently wanted it for his own. So as he was trying to flee with the statue of St. Michael the Archangel, he apparently tripped. And that's where things go sour, Big J, because this statue of St. Michael the Archangel also has a pretty big sword attached to it. And he's already drunk, and so he trips and falls... And that sword, sure enough, Big J, goes right through this dude's neck. Right through this dude's neck as he's tripping and falling trying to steal the statue. That's going to leave a mark. Out of the church. Uh, Of course, he was able to stay conscious. It wasn't like a kill blow or anything. But uh, somebody that was walking by the church heard the screaming man and called for medical help. That's when personnel arrived at the scene. They had to cut the padlock on the main gate of the fence and then save the would-be thief's life. They were able to stabilize the injured man. Rescuers took him to a hospital where he is still being treated. And once he is able to be released in stable condition, they do suspect he will be turned over to the public prosecutor's office. And then additional punishment he will face for the damage that he did to the church and trying to steal the statue. So not only did God get you, bro, but now the law is going to get you as well. So maybe cross off stealing from a church from things on your to-do list if it's made it because that doesn't seem like a very good plan also stealing large bulky things with swords attached to them maybe seems like not a good idea too yeah while you're wasted (laughs) yeah yeah i'm sure alcohol played a role in all of these decisions i'm not sure this was a planned heist this feels like it was something that was done uh kind of impromptu and it was not a smart decision to make and luckily, this guy didn't die, because anytime you say, I took a sword through the neck, I usually think it's not going to work out okay for you. But somehow, some way, this guy was Amazing. able to survive yeah. it. Yeah. So, don't mess with it. Not a good idea. Keep your hands off of church stuff. You cursed a couple of times over. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. That is Mudvayne. That is Happy here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. A lot of times on this show and a lot of shows, we talk about the results of some really interesting surveys out there, Big J. Survey says! But one of the things that we don't talk about often enough is some of the poor people that are involved in some of these surveys and some of the cruel and unusual things that they have to put themselves through in order to get the results. And this was an interesting survey that they put in. Uh, It was basically, they were trying to figure out, okay, if you're in pain... Do you drink more alcohol than when you don't? 
Does that make sense? Yeah. Like they want to know how people self-medicate. And so they were wondering, okay, let's see how people drink beer in a normal way. And then let's put them in a painful situation and see if they drink more beer or less beer to help offset the pain that they're feeling. And so they did this. And researchers basically had 200 people in a room and then they blasted them with painful heat. I don't know what that means, but it sounds awful. Yeah, it sounds like torture. <laughs> yes, I mean, I don't know if they mean they cranked it up to like 110 or like there was some serious pain going on there. But uh, And then what they did was they put a bunch of beer in front of the subjects. And when the men were in pain, uh, they didn't chug more beer. But what ended up happening is they did drink more sips per minute when they were uncomfortable or in pain than when they were just sitting there normally. So they were trying to offset things a little bit. But in case you're wondering, women who were blasted with the same painful heat, Big J, and had the same beer in front of them, they were not affected at all. They had the exact same sips and pain as they did when things were normal. So they're able to level things out a little bit more. Or they're just stronger than dudes, which is a real possibility. And something that I believe in my heart of hearts. So there's that. But also, I'm not sure what people they got to volunteer for this. But I think if they were like, hey, would you mind sitting in painful heat for two hours? I'd probably be like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't think I'm going to take part in this survey this time around. But thanks. Were they offered up other beverages besides beer? No, because it was just, it was, they wanted to see how this, they wanted to make sure everything was even and everybody's got their own favorite alcohol, I'm sure. But then you don't really know how much people are going to drink. So they needed to have the control group, which was, this is what people drink beer normal. And then this is what they drink when they're in pain. And so that's when they decided to go forward with it. But we do apparently as dudes drink beer faster when we have owies. So that's good to know. (laughs) Apparently it's not the same, Ron. Right. Uh, but it doesn't sound like a survey I would uh, want to be involved in. And to those yeah, people well, that did it, you good. said I bought a glass of wine in front of the ladies. Let's see how long that lasts. You think it was the beverage more than the pain? Yeah, I see. Uh, and uh, you think if it was if it was wine, the women would be drinking it more? Yep. Would you think they'd be drinking it more usually too than regular beer? Uh, probably. Well, there you go. Then I guess Find it's out probably... Find yourselves. It's Half Price Friday at 9 o'clock. <laughs> Bodovino. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your sure survey update. Coming up, some important stuff. We also have a little bit of pop culture smackdown. You're going to want to hang around for that as well. The Morning After with Nick and Big J. I don't pretend to be a cryptocurrency expert, Big J. I turn to you for those decisions. No, don't do that. As you have a crypto wallet. <laughs> how how goes that particular investment these no, days? It's not good. But also, you didn't throw a bunch of money at it. No. This was like a low-risk, high-reward situation. If things didn't work out, it's not like you're out hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah I don't even know about high-reward. <laughs> well, you were just hoping if it turned around, you would have got some sort of return on your sure. investment. But has there been a return at all? No. Okay. Uh, because if you've been involved in the cryptocurrency world the last couple of years, I, you know, listen, I'm sure there's some outliers, but my guess is the last couple of months have not been pretty for you or your investments, especially if you're heavily vested in that world. And another cryptocurrency lender, Genesis Global Capital, is preparing to file for bankruptcy. This according to Bloomberg News. Now, this becomes a fairly big deal because it's not unexpected. The company froze consumer withdrawals on November 16th, so it's been stopping people from taking out money for months. But it's part of the epic collapse of the cryptocurrency exchange FTX that this is all kind of wrapped up in. This is the big dog that came out. And what the problem is, is that because it's cryptocurrency, 
it doesn't have the regulations that most other things do have. And so what happens is when these businesses fold and these companies like, you know, Global Genesis Global Capital, who basically lar lended large amounts of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency to inter institutional traders, when they fold, everybody that's invested, it, it just it goes away. Like There's the, no protection. Absolutely. There's zero protection on your investment or your capital or anything that you put into it. So when these large companies, these larger crypto companies fold, that's when troubles really, because the money that you had, disappeared. And you cannot access that cryptocurrency any longer because, well, the cryptocurrency also doesn't exist either. And because it's all electric, there's no paper I mean, it's just, it's, people are losing a lot of money currently. So... While your money is your own, you can do with it what you want. And if you want to buy low at the opportunity to maybe get a higher reward, I don't know. But I'm just saying, now is probably not the best time to be diversifying your funds in the world of cryptocurrency. But again, do what you like. But don't be surprised if these things fold up shop relatively quickly as they kind of have been. We got four playoff games set for this weekend. It is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Chiefs, the Giants at the Eagles, the Bengals at the Bills, and the Cowboys at the San Francisco 49ers. Games are Saturday and Sunday across the broadcast networks. The uh, If you're interested in watching golf, you'll be glad to know that the Live Golf Club has made a deal to broadcast their, their events, Big J, and they're going to be on the CW. What? Uh, the Friday segments of Liv's three-day tournaments will stream on the CW app, and then the Saturday and Sunday parts will air on the network. So if you've been missing the star power in golf or think that the golfers are all on Live Channel and you've only been going to be able to go on YouTube and check it out now, apparently you can log on to the CW and watch it. Last time you watched anything on the CW, Big J? Uh, boy, I don't. I can't even remember. Maybe it was Gossip Girl. I don't even know how to find the CW. <laughs> well, do you have any over-the-air <clears throat> stuff? That's where it's going to be. I mean, I, I have, yeah, I, I have Hulu Live, so I'm sure it's It there. might be on there, yeah. You just don't watch a whole lot of CW shows, and that, therefore it's probably not in Zero your wheelhouse. Shows. Gossip Girl used to be a CW show, and then it became an HBO Max show for a reboot, and uh, it's one of the many casualties at the new HBO Max, as it's been announced that Gossip Girl will not see a third season. The showrunner Joshua Safran tweeted out yesterday that basically HBO Max has decided not to go forward with any, uh, car I guess, inclinations of any kind of Gossip Girl stuff. Whether or not it goes on another network is another question altogether. I don't even know how successful this iteration of it was, but we do know that the original Gossip Girl at least has some sort of rock connection, Big J. You understand? Yes. Because Taylor Momsen was a cast member on that show, and I don't think she popped up in the new one, but she tweeted out a couple of times her support for it. So she was rooting for it to go forward and do well, and it did okay for two seasons, but there will be no third season on HBO Max. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. We got your pop culture smackdown on the way in a few. Culture smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And we have some tickets for you. The Foos Fighters coming in uh, February 11th to the Knitting Factory. Not, not a bad time at all, man. I'm telling you what, tribute bands, so much fun. Have a few drinks. You know all the songs. You sing along. It's a great time. We'll get you set up with these tickets. You got to beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown first, though. You want to go? 208-287-1003. That is our phone number. You will be tasked to call that number and then also answer a couple of Pop Culture Smackdown questions and hope Big J gets one wrong on the other end in order for you to claim these tickets. Are you ready, Big J? Yeah, Jay? I'm ready. Then to the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hey. Good morning, man. What's your name? 
Chris. Chris, you're up first. Chris, which American musician collaborated with Stephen King on a Broadway musical in the year 2012? Was it Bruce Springsteen, Bob Seger, or John Mellencamp? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> no kidding, dude. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say uh, Bob Seger. Bob Seger is incorrect. That's what these all <laughs> You mean. joker. Shot in the dark. That's why they're multiple choices. I can't imagine. It ran for two years, if that helps. Hello, The X. Good morning. How are you guys? Good, man. Which American musician collaborated with Stephen King on a Broadway musical? Was it Bruce Springsteen, Bob Seger, or John Mellencamp? Oh, I'm going to say Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen is incorrect. And now, so now I know. By process of elimination, hopefully you should get it. Uh, a delay included. Hello, The X. Hello. Hey, uh, which American musician collaborated with Stephen King on a Broadway musical? Was it Bruce Springsteen, Bob Seger, or John Mellencamp? Uh, the boss. The boss. Incorrect. Not Bruce Springsteen. I am sorry. Hello, the X. Hey. Hey. Which American musician collaborated with Stephen King on a Broadway musical? Was it Bruce Springsteen, Bob Seger, or John Mellencamp? Uh, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Wrong. Is still wrong, Big J. And that's the way the delay works sometimes. Is that we just well, can't what? less delay and more like Bluetooth phones because when you're on Bluetooth you can't hear the radio. Well, you should be hearing the radio when you're on the phone anyway. You should be turning it down. Is the recommendation for everybody? Hello, right. the X. I mean, you can't. Right. It's connected to your phone. Hey, uh, which uh, we need to know uh, who? Which American musician collaborated with Stephen King on a Broadway musical? Bruce Springsteen, Bob Seger, or John Mellencamp? John Mellencamp. Hey, got right. it. John Mellencamp. Cougar. Big J, John Cougar Mellencamp. That's right. The only way he'll refer to it. What Disney Channel show vaulted Selena Gomez into the spotlight, Big J? Was it Victorious, Wizards of Waverly Place, or Hannah Montana? Hannah Montana? Wrong. Wizards of Waverly Place? Yeah, yeah. Right. Hannah Montana was Miley Cyrus. No. I know. Yeah, I know, but I didn't know she might have been in there. Uh, no, she was the star of Wizards of Waverly Place. Never which heard of it. Vaulted her into the spotlight. We have now. Congratulations. Uh, it's about wizards, actually. Congratulations, man. You got yourself all set up and ready to go for the Foos Fighters tickets. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those passes, and we will come back and talk lounge at the end of the universe. That's happening next on the X-Rocks. That is Green Day. That is Holiday here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Always something happening at the lounge at the end of the universe this weekend. Absolutely no exception. 7 p.m. tonight, Arcade Comedy Improv. Of course, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, Romeo and Juliet is a rock opera that is happening there. And then they have their open mic Sunday, 5 to 7 p.m., all ages. So if you're looking to get your uh, open mic on, you can always take part at the lounge at the end of the universe. And then tonight and tomorrow night, 9 o'clock, headlining at the lounge at the end of the universe is a fantastic a comedian. His name is Brandon Vestal. He is in studio with us. Good morning, Brandon. How are you, man? Good morning. How's it going? We're all right, man. Thank you for getting up early and coming in here and talking about the shows at Lounge at the End of the Universe. Uh, we were talking a little bit about your origin story. You grew up in Oklahoma. Yep. A- at what point did you realize that, that comedy is where you want to be and what you want to do? Seven. Seven? Really? Seven years old. Came early, huh? Yeah. What was it that made uh, you want to do it? I, wanted to st- I was a night owl all the time. So I would stay up all night, and even at the improv, was always on. Yeah. Back in the day, so I'd watch. I just got obsessed with that kind of. And you were able. But to then I kept it to myself for <laughs> years. Yeah. And then I just went and started doing it, and didn't tell anybody, and then they found out. So did did awesome. it did it start in college? Did it start before then? When did you really kind of get into like open mics and get on the stage? My last year of college. Yeah. yeah. I just kind of snuck away from everybody and started doing the open mic there. So what were you going to school for? 
communications. That's because on one of the episodes, even at the improv, if a comic did talk about being in college, they talked. They were a communication major. Okay, so all right, like, all right, I'll do that. <laughs> And it was easy. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> now I, with all the stuff, it's probably a lot harder with social media and stuff. But I didn't. That one didn't exist, so it was literally the easiest thing I've ever done. Very nice. So yeah. you, you thought you were going to school for stand-up comedy, technically, Basically. right? Yeah, well, I knew nice. I was going. I was like, this is all. I'm just wasting everybody's money and time here. <laughs> <laughs> were your parents okay with the transition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty cool. That's they've nice. been supportive the whole time. So and, that's good. And you've or stupid. Done... <laughs> you look at it. You've gone on a pretty good run, man. You've done some reality shows. You've done Last Comic Standing. We've had a, a couple people in here that have been a part of that show. Some loved it. Some hated it. How was your experience on the show? It was dumb. <laughs> it was dumb. <laughs> it was real dumb. It was so. Uh, I got in. I went right after some guys that won a radio contest. Mm-hmm. to be on and they didn't even have the cameras up okay because they're like these guys they want a radio contest they're not going <laughs> to move on and then i went on and luckily i did well and they were like can you do all that again because we got to bring the cameras out yeah and i was like god it's so awkward <laughs> so yeah, you had to I, do your set all over again all over again the judges had seen it everything it was just awkward i just yeah yeah, yeah it takes the fun it takes the fun it, it was out weird of it. it's Good like time. i watch them do it on uh, america's got talent have you seen the comedians on there? sure they like talk to them first yeah and then they have to go into their thing it's so jarring yeah it's a different thing right comedian. yeah do you do you have i um, mean you know, we talk to musicians all the time we ask me you know we've seen some of their pre-show rituals do you do you have a pre-show ritual that you get into before you get out there on stage i used to have a mountain dew <laughs> that was my thing but now no not really yeah i'm trying to get back in the mountain dew thing but you know it's hard to bring Mountain Dew into your adult life. It's true. Well, listen, I'll give you some tips because I'm able to do it on a pretty regular basis. But, I mean, it gives you the sugar rush, right? The little, yeah. the little caffeine little boost to get you. Yeah. Uh, and so you have a chance to uh, to check out Brandon, of course, uh, tonight and tomorrow night at Lounge at the End of the Universe, 9 o'clock show, loungeboise.com for tickets to this and any and all events that are going on at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. Of course, you've had a chance to travel all over the country to take part in these particular events and do a bunch of different stand-up. Uh, you enjoy the traveling aspect of the gig not the traveling no 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 i like hotels if it's a nice hotel a <laughs> decent hotel i'm not even nice just decent uh if it's cre- if it's creepy or gross no uh and flying i'm just over it yeah so I was, we were just talking it's my flight here happened that's yeah. good yeah it's a good but, thing you know most a lot of times you don't know i've been part of a couple cancellations yeah, lately it's no fun in oh because the flight attendants didn't show up because they were protesting on oh, my particular gotcha <laughs> So you had to deal with that. Yeah, I was like, are the pilots up there? <laughs> that's all. I'll hand out the water. Let's go. Yeah, we'll Let's serve ourselves over It'll here. be fine. Yeah. Just get me where I need we'll, to go. Yeah. You know, and of course, I imagine that schedule of like, you know, you are flying pretty much every weekend somewhere different, right? So you're always traveling. Is it one of those deals? Yeah, flying or driving. Like, I'm out of L.A., so I go to Vegas, Phoenix, or Northern California, I drive. They're nice drives, but everywhere else, that's the bad part of the West Coast. You got to fly. Yeah, that's everywhere. true. That's true. You're flying yeah. to jealous places of the New York guys. <laughs> that can drive around everywhere, yeah. all over the Hits East Coast. Eighteen states. That yeah. makes sense. Two hours. Yeah, exactly. You know, you have a, a really nice. I enjoy your your style of comedy, which is very kind of like honest, and you have a dry delivery to yourself. I enjoy the conversational element of things that you're able to pull off. What was it like finding that style and finding that voice on stage? Was that always just a natural way that you? No, did it? it was very embarrassing journey. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I. It took me about seven, eight years to figure my thing out on stage, and which is kind of short for some people. Yeah, uh, I tried being a high energy comic, 
one time. There's DVDs of that out there. And it was <laughs> brutal. Just thinking about it right now. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm going to need that Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I went through a different couple iterations of trying to f- figure it out. It's not easy, right? Everybody, I mean, it's, yeah. No. It, once you get up there, there's no net. And you just, the only way to get good at it is do it over and experiment and do it again, do it again. That's embarrassing. <laughs> well, I mean, no, that's, it can't be. that's the tricky thing about, you know, people who you watch are favorite stand-up comedians and they make it look so easy and so flawless. And you forget about all the struggle and time that went into developing that. Um, and you'll, you'll find that out real fast when you go into an open mic that it's not as exactly as easy as you think it is. No, it's not. No, it's not. You've been thinking about something all week. This is funny. Yeah. I know this is funny. This is funny. It wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> At least to them, it's to you. Right. You know, I have jokes like that now that I do just for me because yeah. the audience don't like them. But I enjoy them, so I'm gonna keep doing them because at this point. I want to. I love it. I love it. Brandon Vestal is at the Lounge at the end of the universe tonight, tomorrow night, 9 o'clock shows, 18 and over. You can grab your tickets at loungeboise.com. We also encourage people to follow you on social media uh, and keep track of it. Where do they? Where do you think they should follow you? What's the best place to find you online? Probably Instagram. Yeah? Uh, it's just at Brandon Vestal. Beautiful. So uh, check him out online on Instagram. He's always posting great stories. You can follow him that way as well, and he'll be at the Lounge at the end of the universe this weekend. Brandon, thanks for coming in, man. We hey, appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. Always, anytime. Morning after with Nick at Big J. We owe you one last look at traffic. Let's do that. It's like your daily update of really stupid stuff. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Dennis Dillon. Guess where Big J is going to be tonight at Expo Idaho for Dennis Dillon's 39th annual Expo Idaho sale. Live broadcast from 4 to 6 out there. So you can come on inside out of the cold and shop in all three Expo buildings. They got hundreds of cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs. Top value for your trade and on top of all that, radio's Big J out there tonight. So yeah. swing on by Expo Idaho, 4 to 6, the live broadcast part of Dennis Dillon's 39th annual Expo Idaho sale. will be out there again on Sunday from 2 to 4, too, so we could be a big part of your weekend. Rubbing elbows, helping you buy cars. That's what we do, right, Big J? That's right. Wrap it up with some headlines. What's that? Here's one trick to saving money and not cool. What's that? A visitor to a McDonald's fast food restaurant in Australia captured video of an unusual sight. There was a horse riding in the backseat of a drive through customer's car. Donna Bevan posted the video to social media showing a surprising scene outside the eatery in New South Wales. The video shows Bevan briefly conversing with the driver of the car who explained that the horse is just, quote, excited for his ice cream. And it was one of those only in Australia encounters. I guess they drive around horses in their backseat of cars there? Seems like the horse wouldn't be very comfortable, if I be perfectly honest. Right. I do not know what kind of car it was, but still, a horse in a backseat doesn't seem like it's a great match for that horse, and it probably was miserable. But Big J horses can't talk, so they can't tell us how miserable they are. Unless they're Mr. Ed. That's true, but really, that's just carrots and peanut butter. Here's one trick to saving money or not cool. Not cool. A Philadelphia cop is being sued for getting a little too comfortable around the police station. Officer Jose Donis is named in a complaint filed by fellow officers who claim that the veteran cop liked to walk around in the station in his boxer shorts like he was run- lounging around his house. Officers, uh, Three officers claim in a lawsuit that Donis frequently took his pants off around others, stood around in the office in just his underwear instead of the locker room or the bathroom, which are all readily available for the police officers there. The lawsuit cites that several specific occasions, many of which are supported by video evidence, in which he got dressed or undressed right in the middle of the office. 
An attorney for the lawsuit says several other officers have complained in the past, but the department do and didn't do anything to fix it, which seems weird, Big J. You'd think if somebody was changing in the middle of our bullpen, somebody would say something? Yes. Just drop and trowel, and then like some situations would have to be... We're a little out. different people here <laughs> in radio. True. So yeah, I think I could see both of those situations actually occurring. You're right. We are an eccentric bunch, and so I would not be shocked if somebody came in and just started getting changed in the middle of our uh, bullpen. But it has not happened yet, Big J. So maybe something for you to cross off your list? No. Knock yourself out. My office door is closed most of the time anyway. So no, I would open myself. it first. <laughs> well, that's not very nice. We'll wrap it up with here's one trick to saving money. Hey, Big J, just go on more dates. Because that is how a young lady who has posted to social media said she's easily saving 50 to to $100 a week for her meals just by going out on as many dates as possible. Mm-hmm. She even stopped grocery shopping because she says she almost always has leftovers from the date the night before that could hold over to her next dinner. She received some backlash about the post with some people saying it's borderline unethical, but she later clarified that she wasn't dating solely to save money. It was just an added perk of going out on so many dates. She says she does offer to pay, but most guys insist on footing the bill, and she says it's a win-win as far as she's concerned. But she has no plans to settling down. She just kind of wants to ride this out a little bit. And I guess I never really thought about that. I suppose if you wanted to go that route, it would be a nice way to ball in a budget, right? Yeah. Just date it up a little bit and then hope somebody comes along that wants to not go, you know, half-seas with you, and you're good to go for a little bit anyway. And then make sure you always order something big enough for a doggy bag, right, Big J? I suppose so. I mean, it makes sense. I I do question the ethics of the statement, but I do understand how that could actually save you money in the long run. Just got to go on a bunch of dates. Yeah, put up with a bunch of dudes or ladies. Whatever you want to do. But But yes, uh, she says that it's a great way for her to save money. So now you can maybe take that into coupon cutting, Big J. Searching for deals on apps and going out on a bunch of dates. Yeah, but just think how soul-crushing it is for the dudes that have taken her out on a date that thought they had a chance with her. Yeah, well, maybe they do. I mean, that's the other. She says she's not just doing it for the food. So maybe there I is a chance. I don't maybe, believe her. Maybe there's love on the, on the horizon. I doubt it as well. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. We got your bad impressions next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Bad impressions. So far, I'm not impressed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And bad impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. And we've got tickets to the uh, VIP ticket style. Two lounge at the end of the universe. You can use these whenever you want. Highly recommend maybe you use them this weekend and check out Brandon Vestal. Uh, Pretty funny. We just had him in here. So uh, there you go. You just need to solve or figure out, I should say, bad impressions here this morning. And Brandon's on stage 9 o'clock tonight and 9 o'clock tomorrow night at the lounge at the end of the universe if you want to use these tickets. But if you want them for free, you can use them whenever you want. 208-287-1003 to play our bad impressions game, which works like this. Big J has prepared three clues. It all revolves around somebody that's pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is from those three clues, then some comedy is coming your way. Hello, The X. Yeah. Good morning, man. What's your name? That's Chad. All right, Chad. You're up first. Good luck. About the same time I got to bring Conan the Barbarian back to life, I was starring as Kyle Drago in Game of Thrones. Next. I was Duncan Idaho in the most recent Dune movie. Uh, Next. I'm Aquaman. And no, I didn't do that thing they said that I did at the end of Peacemaker. No. 
Jason Momoa. There you yeah, go. Yeah, good job, Chad. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those VIP tickets to Lounge at the end of the universe. Why is Jason Momoa in the news? Uh, Jason Momoa, very excited uh, yesterday. He uh, was uh, doing some uh, some work there at what I guess is like a, was a Warner Brothers kind of event get-together uh, with Discovery President uh, and all the studio heads. And uh, he came out and uh, did a Hollywood handle, which is a, some Twitter thing that they, uh, that they do. And uh, he was talking about all the love he had uh, for what was about to happen with the changes in the DCU and uh, that he loved Peter Saffron and James Gunn. Well, interesting. We'll see what happens. So, a lot of speculation. He says, I got some really good news. Great news with Warner Brothers. Amazing. Wish I could tell you. Uh, But here it is. Peter, uh, I love you. James, I love you. David, uh, I love to the future. So we'll see what that means, whether he's going to continue to be Aquaman or uh, switch over into that other role that some people said that might be the case. Lobo? Lobo. Yeah, uh, that's what he has wanted to do for a long time, and uh, that's the rumor but, that he's done with Aquaman and going to switch over to Lobo. But here's the thing. Aquaman is the most profitable movie they've had since The Joker. Yeah. Yeah, which which isn't money. even in that same world. I mean, it made one point one some billion dollars more right. than any of the other movies that they did. But it's impressive, and is that that they're done filming Aquaman too, right? Yeah, that's just ready to go. They got to do post production yeah. and get it all ready and set out. So there's going to be another adventure, and then we'll see what ends up happening. I guess. We're supposed to hear something about at least some part of what James Gunn is working the on. end of the month. Yes, sometime before. Which is next week. Right, the end of the month. So we'll see. He says he's not revealing all, just a couple of the details. I'm guessing that the people that were part of that inside meeting yesterday probably heard a little bit more than we will towards the end of this month. But yeah, still, very We didn't get our invite for some reason. Morning After with <laughs> Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> That's the latest of Theory of a Dead Man. It is called Dinosaur here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to wrap it up for this Friday and this week, Big J. Friendly reminder to everybody that Big J is going to be out and about tonight at Dennis Dillon's 39th Annual Expo Idaho Sale, 4 to 6 p.m. live broadcast right there from Expo Idaho. you got three Expo buildings filled with cars, hundreds of cars, trucks, vans, SUVs, and top value for your trade, plus X swag tonight. So get on out there, Expo Idaho, 4 to 6. Uh, thank you as well. We talked lounge at the end of the universe this morning. It was always nice to catch up with Jared, so you might check him out tonight. And tomorrow night, 9 o'clock show there. You can grab your tickets at loungeboise.com. We also had a chance to talk about why you shouldn't steal churches statues because they might have swords that could cut you through your neck if you trip and fall because you're so hammered. And we even had a chance to talk pain management. So it was a busy, busy Friday. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, and uh, unexpected partnership here with uh, something called I Burn. Mountain Dew has come out with a Baja Blast hot sauce, Nick. Yeah, I mean, you're into that hot sauce stuff. Does this interest you? But in any here's way, the thing: it looks like it looks like a bright green. I mean, unappealing to me. Uh, but the ingredients are pretty nice. I don't mind habanero peppers, green chilies, and jalapeno peppers. So that uh, sounds like it would be pretty delicious. So there's no way it tastes like Mountain Dew, then, right? God, I hope not. But um, then why put the brand on it, I guess, is my question. Because you want to Mountain Dew everything. Okay. I, I mean, uh, we talked about Mountain Dew this morning. There's only going to be 750 bottles available. That's why. Okay. So You're going to try? You get into this collector edition. sauce uh, I think it's all gone. I mean, they started this, came out yesterday uh, and with the limited edition. You know, everybody's going to climb on that. So I imagine they're probably on eBay as we speak uh, because that's what people do. I'm just not sure if there's any market in there for collecting hot sauce. Is there? You would know. Well, here's people the thing. like it's, collect it's, rare hot sauces and like sell uh, them. It's perishable. <laughs> yes. So I mean, I don't know. 
I got a whole bunch that I'm like, these are too hot. I'm not going to mess with them. I need to do something with them before they go bad. What are you going to do? What can you do, I guess? What are your options? Well, Ian's suggestion was to bring a bunch and leave them over here uh, for people to take. But they all are super hot. They're like the hottest version of the hot ones that you get. And you don't even enjoy them, so you know they got to be hot. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You probably just would be damning somebody to like a hospital visitor. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be that guy. Especially around here. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Uh, There's your show. We'll see you guys on Monday. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's EX Rocks. The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.